Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, you guys, and welcome to Just the Sip. It is International Podcast Day, honey, and I have invited two of my favorite people from one of my top five podcasts of all time. Please welcome Julie and Emma from Comments by Celebs. If you could see my face right now, I'm literally cheesing from wall to wall in my house because I have two of my favorite people in the world on the show today. They run one of the most incredible Instagram accounts and they have one of my favorite podcasts in the world. And they both happen to be stunningly gorgeous. I know you can't see them, but I'm telling you, these girls are everything. Oh, you're too good to us. <laughs> what an introduction. Hi. Oh, we're just as happy. You guys saw our faces too. We light up when we see you. First of all, just so you guys know, we have a working relationship. Yeah. But we also text on the side about boys and celebrity <laughs> shenanigans. Exactly. It's a it's a definitely a mix of business and pleasure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> How are you guys been in the quarantine? We're good. This is actually the first time that Julie and I have seen each other since March 9th. I know. It's so crazy. You've been with your dad the whole time. <laughs> this is our first time together. Yeah. <laughs> I've been with my dad. It was my birthday yesterday. So Julie and Isabel came and we did our podcast today in person. And it was so crazy after doing it virtually for so long. Like you forget how you can talk when you don't have to worry about a lag or a delay or whatever the thing is. It was amazing. I remember the first time that we all got together the first time it was like, oh my God, this is phenomenal because normally I'm in LA, you guys in New York and we talk back and forth. Yeah. Oh. Right. That that was a time. I'll never forget our first time in person. <laughs> oh, that's when you were talking about going to the mikvah, remember? <laughs> oh my God. Let me ask you guys this question because a lot of people don't know this. How did you guys get the idea for comments by celebs? Okay. So it was April 2017. And it was right after Instagram had changed the algorithm. Because if you remember back in the day, if you're scrolling through Instagram, you're just looking at Kim's picture and there's 100,000 comments. They're, they were sorted by most recent. So if, yeah, yeah, you know, if, if uh, Kendall and Chris commented, you would never see those comments. And Instagram changed their algorithm to highlight verified comments. And we had kind of noticed it together, our, our whole friend group had. And what really caught our eye the first time was we saw Courtney and Scott interacting in the comments section. We were like, wait a second. This is previous knowledge, you know, that we would have yeah. never had. This is crazy. And the idea came from me of like, I need to make this into an account. So I had the name. I was like, comments by celebs. And I just texted Julie. Literally the, the day that I had the idea, I texted her and I was like, Julie, I know this sounds kind of crazy. I'm telling you, it's going to be big. I can get someone else, but I want you to do this with me. Oh my God. Yeah, she was. And what did you say? Were you I, like, are you smoking? Are you, no, are you high? I was abroad in Tel Aviv and I was like, literally, I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, I didn't think anything of it. But recently I found our text from when she first texted me about it. And it's like her texting me like, okay, the name comments by celebrities. I'm like, no, no, I think comments by celebs like rolls off the tongue a little easier. And then she's like, okay, perfect. Changing it to that, like adding the even famous people love famous people to our bio. Like I found our initial text back and forth about it. Yeah. Okay, send me that text. I'm going to make wallpaper out of it so you can put it in your new studio. <laughs> I will. I'll that is, 
the most amazing. Who was like the first celebrity to catch on? Because I feel like now that I look at your Instagrams and now that like I watch people, I feel like celebrities are commenting on other celebrities' pictures to get picked up by you guys. <laughs> I, I swear. Well, okay. The first celebrity to follow us was Andy Cohen. He followed when we had 1,200 followers which was insane. Wow. It was crazy. I forgot how crazy that was. We messaged him something because we did one of his posts and we were like, hey, just thought you would find this funny. And he did. And he, he followed right away. He followed, which is kind of another, was another solidifying factor that we were onto something. But I don't think it's that they're doing it to be, get picked up by us. I just think that the landscape is changing and comments make headlines, you know, like comments yes. news mm -hmm. now. And so I think it's natural for celebrities to want to be in the, the news cycle. Clearly, obviously, that's part of their whole gig. They want to remain famous. So is it for us? Maybe not. Is it for the general idea of comments making news? Probably. What, how did comments start making news? <laughs> what was the first one? It was a Bella Hadid comment. No, he's saying. What do you mean? He's, he's saying, like, you bitches. Oh, you bitches oh, have started oh, a trend. Think about us. Like, that's how funny our thought process was. Where I was like, oh, yeah, I think the Bella Hadid one was first. Like, you met us. <laughs> we disassociate from it a, a lot. Yeah. That's it's funny. so crazy. You are, you were how old when the first comment made news? 20 what? 20. I was 20. I was 23. <laughs> like you did it. You did it. Instagram changed the way people shared photos. Photos then became news stories. You have now ushered in a new source of news. How crazy really is, is that? That is very crazy when you put it like that. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that feels yeah. really validating and very cool. How do you guys work together and not end up being a statistic? Like two friends that just fall out because they work too close together. You can never say never. Who knows what could happen? I just, one can never envision that happening. But I think something that's different with Julie and I is that we were friends when we started this together, but we weren't as close as we are now. So it was kind of like our business relationship is really what brought our friendship to the next level. You know, when I asked right. her, when I, when this idea came to me and I asked Julie to do it with me, she was still in school. I had graduated and it wasn't like we were, you know, talking every single day as best friends, but I just knew that she would be the right person for it. And so I don't know. I just think that the way that it happened makes it more, makes it, makes it make more sense kind of. I don't yes. know. I think it's that, that we like got closer with the business, like as the mm. girl, but also I think the other thing is that like the way we approach the business, which is like us behind the scenes kind of, I don't want to say saves us. Cause I'll never say never, you never know, but like essentially saves us from that becoming an issue. Cause it's not like we're fighting for a spotlight, like our yes. business is in the spotlight, we're behind the scenes. And as long as that one thing that we both care about equal amounts is growing and growing and growing, it doesn't matter what like our personal faces being out there because we don't want that at all. So it, it, I think that it saves us from that because it's not like we want different things and we're butting heads over what we want. Like everything we do, we're so on the same page because we have the same goal. But also, I mean, when this was all going down, you know, we got a, we have a very hefty legal bill from a lot, a lot of paperwork that we put in place just in case. Like, you know, we were an LLC and we had a partnership agreement before we even made a dollar just because of our families wanting to make sure that that was, you know, we had our ducks in the row. And also, and I'm only, I'm mentioning, depending on who asks us this, I mention it because I feel like depending on if the host will understand, but you, I know will, will understand this. Like when this was really picking off, picking up, it was right as my mom was dying. Like, oh, yeah. our, first, our first podcast episode with Kelly Ripa, my mom had gone to Mount Sinai that day. She came, she was all kind of like drugged out from the pain med. So it was such excitement coupled with such trauma and yeah. very bonding. So I feel like what we went through in the very beginning stages Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's strength to continue forever. However, it really did bond us in a way that's different. It's it's a lot of trust that I don't think would have existed without that. Obviously, I wish it was, didn't happen, but you know what I mean? No, for sure. And, you know, sometimes it's like odd when you start a journey with somebody because there's something that happens normally. And sometimes it's very easy to see and sometimes it's not. But I feel like this journey between you two of you guys started at the perfect time because you needed somebody. You needed an outlet. Mm -hmm. And you needed somebody like Julie. Can I describe Julie for you guys? <laughs> Can you? Yeah. You know what Julie reminds me of? <laughs> You're going to kill me. You're going to kill me. You know that episode are actually in Sex and the City, the movie, 
where um, Mr. Big leaves her and then um, she's like sitting at the apartment in Mexico. She's crying and all of a sudden Miranda's like, okay, I got your apartment back. We're going to pay a little bit of money, but you're going to get it back and we're good. We're Gucci. I'm business. That's what you remind me of always. Like you're always getting our lives together. Like <laughs> you, like if I could like literally describe her in like an outfit, it would be like a power suit with like a pump. But like a Birkin that's turned into like a, like it's a Birkin turned into like a briefcase. She's just, you're, you're going to be some, like something's happening. You're going to run a network at some I point. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> you're truly going to do it. That was such a compliment. <laughs> I know. I like, oh my God. Because, you know, everybody wants to be like the Charlotte or the Carrie. I'm like, you know I'm Stanford. I think as you grow up, you realize that like the Miranda got a bad rap. Because Miranda had a bad haircut. Miranda had a terrible haircut, and they really like did her dirty by having her be with somebody from Brooklyn. Like she, she probably deserved a little bit better than that. But when you take out those two elements, like the successful one isn't so bad after all. And by the way, she had a brownstone in Brooklyn. She wasn't living in an apartment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you guys, I have to talk to you about this. Quarantine can make a break a situation, especially a situation you weren't sure about. Demi Lovato and Max Eric have called off their engagement after being together for just six months. What do you guys think about this? That is, no. <laughs> we Did cannot, you see that? No, we cannot get over it. We can't stop talking about it. What do you think? Oh, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. <laughs> So, you know, like that whole crew of people is so close knit, like Scooter Braun, the Justin Bieber's of America, like that whole moment is so tight knit. We also have Demi Lovato's mom is also very close to her, very outspoken, very young at heart. And she's not afraid to say what she's thinking. Right. And I always can tell when someone gets engaged to someone. I always can tell by the people around them what they say or what they don't say. And no one was like outwardly congratulating her. No one was like super excited about it. So I kind of thought, oh my God, maybe people don't really like this kid, but I think it's because they just really didn't know him. Yeah. Right, like it was quick. It was too quick. I don't think you can talk about the story and then not at least mention the tweets of his that resurfaced. It's come out that he's basically this fangirl for a lot of Hollywood, not just Demi. And how does that play into things? Yeah, but he who hath not lusted over Selena Gomez or Ariana Grande throw the first stone. Although, <laughs> although very recent. Yes. I know. All the fan accounts two years ago. Like to me, it was one of those situations where it was like, we said that too, where I was like, if any of my old Justin Bieber tweets ever came to light and I like ended up with him, I would be mortified. Like, <laughs> like so I was like, we can just give him the benefit of the doubt in this situation because the tweet seems so long ago. Like he wasn't really famous yet. He wasn't in the light. So like, we'll excuse it. But then when we were talking about it, we're like, was he this fangirl that duped her into marrying him and like tried to do that? Hold on. Cause I see where you guys are going and I'm down for it at the same time. Bitch, we all have that one friend who, when we tell them, hey, yeah, I've been seeing this new guy, we give them a first name and a last initial on purpose, but the bitch still comes with a minority report five pages long that will tell you everything about the dude. And you basically said where you met the dude and what he looked like. You didn't even say a name. So there's no way a celebrity who's surrounded by that many people that someone didn't dig something up. Or she just ignored it. She just ignored I it because she was happy. I a lot of flags that she she chose to ignore. Well, what we were saying today also is that I think Demi specifically, and obviously we don't know her personally, I think she has such a capacity to love. And I think she really wants to love and wants to be loved back. And so I think that maybe potential um, obsession or devotion was fulfilling uh, that desire and it was kind of mixed in together unhealthily. I don't know. You'll like this comparison because I think we made it when we were together. I was comparing it to when Britney was dating the paparazzi and it was oh. like Stockholm syndrome where it's like you conflate the like amount of love and the type of love you're getting. Yes. But yes, but you're missing one key component of the whole thing because I'm with you both right now. The thing you're missing is when someone gets over one addiction, they sometimes pick up another one. So love addiction is a really big thing. And a lot of times, a lot of addicts just turn themselves 
towards that. And they always tell you, you should never date until you've been sober for about a year. But I think this person just came at the right time and she was in a vulnerable state where she was not looking at red flags. But I think it's all those things put together. I do too. Definitely. Agree. Okay. Another story that I'm dying over. Tell me. Hit us. There are reports out there on the intraweb where I like to look that says that Naya Rivera's ex-husband, Ryan Dorsey, and the late actress's 25-year-old sister, Nikayla Rivera, have become inseparable. The reports also say that Ryan and Nikayla have now moved into a three-bedroom rented house together in California where they are caring for Josie, who just turned five years old. What do you think about this? I don't know. I don't know if I feel comfortable speculating because who knows? Maybe it's just all for the kids' interest and there's nothing going on there. So who knows? However, I will say, obviously, you know, my mom died and my aunt, who was single, is, you know, incredibly close. She kind of, in a lot of ways, does the things that one would do as a mom. And me and my dad always joke, like, that would just never happen. Like, they're just Mm -hmm. compatible people when it comes to dating. However, in a hypothetical world, like, what an easy transition that would be. Like, it's our kind of our If one of them was a little bit different or, like, a lot of it different... (laughs) because we're like what would my mom want more than a a woman who she absolutely loves with her entire heart and trusts her soul so deeply to then be with my dad it would never happen in my case however i know people personally that that has happened to and they're so thrilled about it so i don't know for sure now let me ask you a question you guys are like sisters if something ever happened to you and you have four kids it julie hooked up with your dude months later and was raising your kids do i fight julie no 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 don't no i think you would want that i would love it julie i just ruffle it as is (laughs) i might raise your kids while you're alive who knows we'll see when he was here yesterday i was like i don't know this this might have to be a three-way thing (laughs) can we also talk about something else because i'm dying to know what you guys think um so for Anyone out there who doesn't watch Vanderpump Rules or who doesn't have the internet, Stassi Schroeder has been in hot water for a few months and actually got fired from Vanderpump Rules over some past racist comments, photos, and things that have happened in the media. Now, tensions came down to a boil. She ended up losing her job and had also kind of went into hiding for a minute. Well, now Stassi is back on the scene and did her first ever interview with Tamron Hall. Now, Tamron Hall was getting a lot of flack online because people said that Tamron was being too hard on her and that, quote, she was bullying Asasi. And people were tweeting about all of this What do you guys think? Oh, my God. That was a... (laughs) That interview was something. I say this very seriously, and I say this as a friend, and I say this to everybody... If you're ever in trouble, phone a friend, ask a friend if this is a good idea, because what was not a good idea was going on Tamron Hall's show four months before you were ready to do it. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just curious as to what was the decision there. Like, I'm really curious from, from from her team, and I don't mean that with shade. I'm genuinely curious. Like, did they think that the outcome was going to be beneficial? Let me tell you what I pieced together because you know a bitch likes to investigate when she's drunk. If I've had two Chardonnays, I'm going to investigate some <laughs> So I was shocked at the fact that, first of all, Stasi has been on Daily Pop a few times. I have enjoyed her while she was on Daily Pop. She's a fellow Louisianian. And, you know, when all this hit the fan, was I surprised and shocked Yes, I was more surprised and shocked that she had went this long without being slapped on the wrist. Right. That was us, too. Because had she been slapped on the wrist the first time, I think she would have learned her lesson. Had she been slapped on the wrist the second time, she would have been more cautious. And we wouldn't have ended up at the place we were at with fate Stovers. Right. Right. The thing that got me the most was she got dropped by her publicist and her agent. And then she got a crisis management publicity team. And what a crisis management publicity team is, they try to get you out of the crisis as quick as possible. And had she been with her regular squad and had been with people that she trusted and had been with the whole time, I really believe they would have told her what I would have told her, which was sit at home, have your baby, 
get through life for the first two months as a mom and then go back on air and say the truth, which is motherhood changes people. And looking at my child, I couldn't imagine someone treating my child or saying the things about my child that I said about other people. Right. Mm -hmm. But instead, what I think happened was after seeing this weekend, seeing that Jackson Brittany had that gender reveal party, I almost imagine that Vanderpump probably picked up cameras this week. And what they were trying to do was trying to change the narrative before anybody got on Vanderpump and talked about it. Right. Or tried to get her job back. That's very interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, I That would make sense because I, I can't think of a more strategic reason, honestly, because to me it was, and I, yeah. And also she's at such a, she's at such an important time in her pregnancy. I would imagine just adding a lot of stress, you know, the criticism. I don't know. To me, I just... But hey, everybody does it differently. Don't you kind of feel like she could have said nothing? Like, I'm not saying that would have been necessarily like the moral thing to do, but I do think that she could have said nothing, had the baby, maybe started a YouTube channel where she vlogged about her life, and people would have just watched. I'm screaming yes under my breath right now because I wanted y'all to hear every single thing that Julie just said. I 100% agree with you. I also 100% think that Back in the day, if a celebrity did something, if they got caught cheating, if they almost divorced their wives, if they got a DUI, the first thing they said was, we need to have a baby because the baby fixes everything Yep. in the public eye. And a lot of people started saying that Tamron Hall was too hard on her. And I was like, no, not at all. To tell somebody that you have a diversity coach at the age of 35 on camera sounds crazy. Yeah. Well... Yeah, I just think she was she just wasn't prepared for it. Tamron, I didn't think was being overly aggressive by any means. I think she was asking very pointed, perfect questions. 100%. I think she was overcoached. And I think that if they would have let her just go in there and say her bit and say what she really believed from her heart, I really believe that she would have gotten out of it a little bit easier. I, I think so, too. Yeah. Oh, that was, I, I, it was hard to watch. It was crazy. Yeah, it was was crazy. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Another hot topic. Did you guys see the NeNe Leaks, Wendy Williams, that's going down right now? Andy had Wendy Williams on Watch What Happens Alive and asked her a series, a series of questions about hot topics. And Nini and Wendy have been friends for a while. They've also had back and forths in the past where they've said things about one another that they didn't agree with. And they have broken up friendships and gotten back together. And if you guys haven't seen the video, you guys should go and watch it online. Wendy Williams basically insinuates that she doesn't know what Nini will do for money now. That she thinks every Nini possible spinoff would have been boring. And... She basically, in a nutshell, kind of said that Nene was done. And by the way, if I think that about my girlfriend, that's the last thing I'm going to say on somebody else's show. Right. Well, first off, yeah, but also that's just factually incorrect. I mean, Nene wasn't Nene, I think, the first housewife to ever have a $1 million contract. And also Nene is one of the most, I mean, she, she's a staple of Bravo. She's one of the most entertaining people. Like her or hate her, she's entertaining. Kind of like Kim Bierman. A lot of people don't like her. However, she's entertaining. She has a show. And Nini said that in her tweets. She said, you know, Kim Bierman, I think it was Manzo's. A lot of other people have had their individual spinoffs and, it, you know, they won't give it to me. I, the thing I feel bad about, and I've like, honestly, I've been warning, you know, my own friend about this. When you start a show, like most people, are characters on the show, unless you're on Law & Order SVU, what happens is the show kind of goes in a different direction. And as a network and a production company, you have to really make sure that person is going in the direction of the show. 
Right. And I think a lot of times these people take it personally when it's more just business, but I understand where it would feel personal because you give so much of yourself to this show. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, of course. She gave a lot. (laughs) But you never want to be there when the lights go on, girls. Like I say at the club, if the lights going out at two o'clock, you better be in that car by one forty-seven. Exactly. We wouldn't even have been there in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have to know. Who has been your favorite, favorite guest that you guys have had on Comments by Celebs? Besides you? Besides you. Besides me. (laughs) Okay. Let me, can I, can I give, can we give a little bit of a bigger answer than just one? Yes. Okay. Kelly Ripa was our first guest, which was such an honor that she was willing to like be our inaugural. Yeah. That was huge for us. And she spoke about it on live with Kelly and Ryan. And that was the whole day kind of felt like a dream, especially with everything that we had going on at the time. So that to me, and I think to you too, like yeah, that has definitely. its own category. Yeah. It, it was very different. Yeah. Yeah. But done. I would say the two others, Katie Couric. Katie Couric, definitely. That was such like a, a validating experience. Was yeah. Katie Couric. That's huge. Yeah. It was really like when she sat down and we were talking to her and she was like, I have to interview you guys a little. We were like, are we being interviewed by Katie Couric? Like it was very like surreal. That, that was a surreal experience. It, uh, it was deeper than any others. It, it just felt different. And, and still, actually, we still get people saying that was my favorite of your guys' episode ever because she just brings something. Her presence, if you've ever been in a room with her, is very, very unique. I understand. Not that I ever had any doubt as to why she was so successful, but the second she sat down, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this woman was born for this. She is just, it's unbelievable. Legend. Yeah. And then the John Mayer one was. I awesome. knew you were going to say it. <laughs> well, that was a great one. You know that there's some times like when a man walks in a door, you feel yourself get uneasy a little bit and like you kind of tingle in ways that you haven't tingled before in your life. Was that what, what like, is that it? <laughs> Speaking of guests like that also though, I'd be remiss not to mention Victor Cruz. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's one that that happened. <laughs> I am not even going to go there because Victor is my friend and we work together. So it'd be weird for me to go there. But y'all, y'all go there for the girls. Y'all go there for the girls and let the girls know what kind of swag Victor is carrying around. No, the most. No, it was. You guys, you don't understand. He walks in in these black pants and this like black and white checkered sweater with his chain, and he sits down and we ask him if he wants headphones, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll just put one in." Like, just looks so sexy. He knows exactly what he's doing. So, also by the way, so um, the perfect mix of being like personable and heartfelt and, and approachable. However, also having the swag that almost comes across as untouchable. He left and we were just like, wait a second. He is so sexy. No. Remember when you were 13 and you would be at like at apartments and you'd put the guy's tie around your neck? Like I was looking at his chain. I'd be like, I just want to wear it for like the episode. Like right? I wear your chain right now. Yes. Ugh. When we were doing Daily Pop and he was filling in for Morgan Stewart, we're all at home. So we have to do, um, you know, these like tests in the mornings before we actually have to get dressed and get on camera and be camera ready. And he didn't realize that I could see him on his tech test. He was shirtless. He had on the wife beater, but he was like kind of sweaty. Like he had just like, you know, like like they had just, you know, and he had on gray sweatpants. I'm f***ing my pearls. Julie just just grabbed me. Julie is Julie, Julie. (laughs) And we have this thing called unity and you could hear like, if you press the wrong button on unity, it's like a loudspeaker. Everyone can hear it. And one of my producers was like, Oh, and I was like, (laughs) I literally was like, I hope no one thought that was me because I was thinking the same. (laughs) I'm dying. Could not be the night, could not be any nicer of a person. No, couldn't be. It was unbelievable. Yeah. We go hard for Victor Cruz. We're like presidents of his fan club. Victor, keep doing what you're doing. You are a talent. Victor, Carucci, keep on doing what you do. Yeah, Carucci. Yeah. Legend. Carucci's a legend. (laughs) Well, she's so beautiful too. It's like stunning. Yeah. I told Victor on my podcast, I was like, I'm not going to lie. If I was your ex baby mama and I know we're good and we're cool, but if you showed up with Carucci at my house, I would fight both you hoes. Yeah, we'd be throwing hands. She is. Hard. Yeah. 
They're beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, back to John Mayer. would you be in a three-way relationship with sheena and john mayer because sheena and y'all don't know who sheena is from vanderpump rules google this sheena went ahead and spilled the beans and said that she was in a little bit of a throuple with john mayer and her friend stacy from the hills the bartender from the hills and then she got jealous once stacy started getting more attention than her First question is, would you do it? My, no, honestly, honest to God, no bullshit. My answer is no. There's pretty much nothing that could make me be in a three-way with her. Not necessarily a three-way period, but a three-way with her. I'm open to the idea of a three-way. It's not the craziest thing to me, but not with her. I agree with you, but this is what I also think Stacy went in with. I think Stacy just wanted the door to open to John Mayer. And she knew once she got in there and she was chill and she was like laid back, that he would get tired of Sheena, right. which he did, and then ended up continuing things with Stacey. Listen, it's not the worst tactic I've ever heard. I've definitely heard worse. Yeah, yeah you're heard, right. Yeah, definitely heard worse tactics. <laughs> oh, we've, oh, we've, I've done worse. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the next natural move for you guys is? Well, I think we're really into the idea of video from a production standpoint. So, you know, we don't want to be on camera. We like to be behind the scenes, but... I think there's a way that we can turn some of our content and just some of our ideas into like short form video yeah, from a behind the scenes angle. And I mean, you saw it, or if you didn't see, we, we just launched an account with Overheard LA called Overheard Celebs. Oh, yeah. So for anybody who's, who's listening, basically what we had been wanting to do something with the team at Overheard for a while, just because we feel like they kind of have a very similar, I don't know, vibe to us and a similar mindset. And we didn't know exactly what we wanted to do. And then this idea came to us and basically not of like a blind feed or, or a gossip. A lot of pages do that really well, but we basically wanted it to be a place to highlight celebrity interactions that people have had that are not news making. They're more just like lighthearted, funny, yeah. but that would have never made it to the public sphere. And so we put together this account and now we have this stream of like really unique, interesting stories that people have had wow. with celebrities. And I think there's an element there. So I don't know. We're kind of in this phase of like, what are we going to do next? I think we both feel very um, fortunate to have this innovation, I think. But I have one question because I've always been kind of sort of confused about this. Yeah. And I think I know the answer and I think I'm going to have mad respect for it. But you guys are both drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> you guys both look great on camera. Mm -hmm. You guys both have such great expressions why wouldn't you put yourself on camera? Like a lot of people in Hollywood go out and create these platforms and these sources of um, work so they can get out there and really show what they're about. Why not put yourself on camera? Why hide behind it? There's like a lot of different layers to it. Um, but I think that the biggest one is A, like we just love the idea of being the business woman behind the account and letting the account speak for itself. So like, the idea that like we can exist behind the scenes no one's mm -hmm. gonna like say anything to us no one's gonna approach us no one's gonna think of us when they think of the account specifically i think allows the account to grow in a different way maybe not as quickly maybe not as much but it definitely differently and also like the idea of removing ourselves a little bit like almost allows us to be taken more seriously in yeah. a way. But i don't know i think there's so many different things to it that we enjoy like i have to say like i really love not being on camera i think the idea of fame like to me at least has become like scarier and scarier and scarier terrifying miranda hobbs that was miranda hobbs with the <laughs> most politically correct answer ever no i definitely get you i definitely understand you and i am now starting to deal with not that i am famous by any means you are though yes but you are, are. you're you're mm -mm. Well, okay, Chasen, first of all, I mean, if you're asking me, you're famous. However, if you want to use the term recognizable, at least, you definitely are that. You're on TV every day. You know, people know who you are. And even that, which I understand you're saying is different than like A-list, although I have absolutely every every confidence that you will be A-list because you're just that. But anyway, I think that the idea of even being recognizable is terrifying to us. Like, we don't want the fame. We want our voices to be known and we want to be able to go anywhere and no one have any idea who you are, even if everybody is following the account. That to me is like a dream. It's the best of mm -hmm. both worlds. It's because you want to thought around the um, Times Square edition. 
and, no, and have drinks. I want to thought around. It's because I want to wear sweatpants and be able to go out in public and no one know me. <laughs> the idea of having a to go outside is terrifying. Oh, I'm telling you right now. When this whole pandemic started and the mass situation started, there was two things that came out of wearing a mask. One was I had to get my oral health in, in check. Like, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I'm not as fresh as I thought I was. Like, I think a lot of people were smelling themselves for the first time. And not that it was bad. I just, it just wanted it to be minty. Yeah, I wanted it to be more minty. You know what I mean? Yes. And but the second thing was, I was like, oh, I could walk around this motherfucker and nobody knows who the I am. Right. And until now, people are starting to see through the mask. So when I'm at the nursery in my painting sweats and like, you know, lollygagging with my headphones on and my mask on, people are like, oh my God, are you that guy? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can't lie. Yes, it's me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's that element that just doesn't exist when you do everything so behind the scenes. And I think we're addicted to the, like, the, the um, occasional anonymity. I'm guessing it was just the two of you guys at the beginning. How do you find all of the comments? Like, were you just following every celebrity, splitting them up and just going through and saying, okay, we're going to look for blue check marks and we're going to try to figure this out? Yes. At the beginning, that's exactly what it was. And then as we started to grow, our followers started to submit it which wow. now it's a mix now. Yeah, it's definitely a mix. It's a mix. Yeah. But I will say like the thing that we always talk about is like, if there's a really big comment that we would have seen, like regardless, because it's just that big, like people will send it to us. And that's incredibly helpful because of like the quickness that we see it, but we would have seen it anyway. The times where it really, really counts and really is like a make or break situation is when people follow really specific accounts that like no one would ever see like stan accounts or like somebody happened to comment on their friend's account because they tagged a celebrity and it no one would have seen it anyway that's when it's like okay this is like that's when i can understand how people are confused about how we find the comments yes mm -hmm. there was a celebrity who commented under my page you because she didn't like what i said on a, my tv show for some reason i went to refresh it i don't know why i went to refresh it I guess because I didn't believe that it had happened. And by the time I went to refresh it, she had deleted it. Oh my God. And then I thought to myself, oh my God, I'm, am I going crazy? I must be going crazy. My paranoia must have like caught up with me. And then someone texted me and was like, did she just? And I was like, oh, I thought I was the only one who saw it. Did you get a screenshot of it? And she was like, I didn't believe that I really saw it. And when I tell you it's a big celebrity, it was a big celebrity. And I couldn't believe. And then I went to a dinner. And that bitch was there. <gasps> I Did you guys talk? Yeah. Oh, no. You know what the best part about the whole situation was? And I knew the moment that she realized it. She and I got into a conversation. We were both kind of lit. And we were talking and having a good time and lollygagging. She goes, what do you do for a living? And I said, oh, I work at E. And it clicked for her. Yep. Like, it was like, Ugh! And she literally, when I tell you, Honestly, like it was out of a movie. She like pivoted on her heels and walked away and then told her friend the whole nine yards. So oh. it was like an awkward night from there on out. Was it about her that you were speaking that she like was replying to or was it about like a whole other subject that she just didn't like? I was speaking about her in a very like general manner. Like okay. if it were me or if it were my sister, I would not have approached it that way. I would have been a little bit more clever or cunning, but I even said, but you know what, to each his own. And they probably had a reason for going about it that way. I just would not play it this okay. way. I understand. So interesting. But she got real heated. She probably meant to send that to someone and say, F you. No, no, no. I think she, I think she was a little lit at two o'clock in the afternoon mm -hmm. and wrote that because you know what, I've done that before. I've typed something out on a Instagram or like to clap back at somebody and then you have to go and erase it because you you got a little too bold. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, you got ahead of yourself a little, right? Yeah. You got ahead of yourself. Yeah, that's something. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this last question. Yeah. If you could choose any three celebrities to go on your show, who would it be and why? Wow. Okay. Give me two. Well, first off, both of our answer definitely Kim Kardashian. Mm -hmm. Honestly, joint answer. I'm surprised she hadn't come yet. <laughs> don't come on, don't fly. <laughs> I mean, 
I just think I, I just think it could be a very unique type of interview. I, I we we would like to approach it differently. Mm -hmm. That's honestly a, a very huge goal for us. Oh yeah. But let me ask you a question. Do you get intimidated at this? Like, because you know that she is a the most professional person ever. Mm -hmm. And I think people are afraid, like the same with Chris. I think people get afraid to ask them what is on everyone's minds. And I don't think they would be afraid. I had that after the Jennifer Lawrence interview. Like when she, when Jennifer Lawrence subbed in for Fallon or Kimmel, I forget which one it was. And it was like the most open, fun, enjoyable Kim had ever been like, that's what I envision us being like. Cause it's not like, I don't need to get into the serious shit with her because I feel like there's a lot that she's just a never going to tell people. But mm -hmm. I think there's are the people who listen to our podcast about it and who are fans, like there's such tiny little intricacies that they want to know that like are the more nuanced questions that like other people don't think to ask because they don't know them on that level. And that's mm -hmm. what I think that we could approach it as. Yeah. I, I think not everybody who interviews the Kardashians has been following them as in-depthly as we have. So there are such specific things that we want to know. So it really speaks to like, maybe it's not the kind of interview that our parents would want to listen to, but it's the kind of interview that a Kardashian enthusiast would want to listen to. 100%. Yeah. My other one is Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, oh we have to get Gwyneth. I would, yeah. I would want y'all to get Goop so hard. Yeah, I do because too. Because like, Goop is not playing right now. Goop is an open book. Yep. She, I really think that she came on Instagram and she had a very intentional effort to kind of get rid of the stereotype that was about her of this woman who wouldn't say anything about things she's better than everyone da, da, da. so she's trying to get more real same reason that she's more into meme culture and she's more willing to speak about things i think she's consciously trying to shed this like stereotype and i think she's doing a good job i do too yeah 100 i think that she is so much more likable than anyone thought that she was in real life mm -hmm. but i still think she's still bougie which i love of course of course but she wouldn't be her if she wasn't 100 percent um, did you guys uh, take an edible and watch The Social Dilemma? No, I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm so Don't ever watch it. Don't watch Do it. Do not ever watch it. Everybody out there, if you thought Euphoria was a mind, there is this documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And it's all about what social media and technology has done to the world. And with every good thing, there's always a negative side to it. But the things that these people are talking about, it's CEOs from some of the top tech companies in the world. You have someone who worked at Facebook, someone who worked at Gmail. There's all these people. There's a guy who was even working on Pinterest for a minute. Um, just talking about how they suck you in and how they figure it all out. And it's so scary to me because listening to the statistics, I'm so lucky that I didn't grow up with social media. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't get Facebook until I was a sophomore in college. Wow. That's when it came out. We had MySpace, but MySpace wasn't what Instagram, Facebook, and, no, and Twitter is now. No, it's like totally this. If you wanted to send a dick pic to somebody, you would have to take it with a Polaroid. Then you have to get the Polaroid, you know, developed then you have to get it on a cd then you have to go home three years later put the cd in the drive and then send it and hope that they didn't have dial up to get the goddamn thing exactly exactly oh my so by God. the time you could send a dick pic it was too late the guy had already moved on so oh it's God. just so crazy to me that everybody's so instant 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 and it's it's crazy i, I can't watch it because i know because i saw the preview and i was like if i was any other person maybe i would indulge but like what am I going to do? Watch a documentary that scares the absolute out of me. tells me everything I do not want to know and then not be able to do anything about it. Like I, what a catch 22. I, I would watch that scare myself, look at my phone and every single time be scared. And then realize that like, there's still nothing I can do. This is my entire business. It's not even just like my social life. It's my business. 100%. Yeah. Oh my God. It's honestly not even our fault that we send news. It's like technology. It's the rise of technology. It made it too convenient. And Snapchat for a f***ing reason. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Not. <laughs> <laughs> no, technology is crazy. Um, when are you girls coming to LA? We have to play. We have things. Oh, we got things to do. <laughs> we got things to do, do we not? We have uh, to do. They don't even can know. You can you tell everybody where they can find you guys? 
Yes. So our Instagram is comments by celebs. We also have comments by Bravo, comments by Bachelor, comments by athletes, comments by TikTok, etc. And then our podcast is comments by celebs. You can just search that anywhere you get your podcast. And now we do two episodes a week, Julie and I. And actually on Friday, we added a third Isabel and I comments by Bravo episode, full Bravo breakdown, not a recap, a super deep analysis. Speaking of, sorry, really quickly. Did you watch Potomac last night? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to cut. I have to cut you short because we have to go back. I'm going to rewind this real quick. I'm so happy you brought up Potomac. I didn't know if you guys watched it. We watched it together and I never watch. Bitch, if y'all not watching Potomac, I'm going to need y'all to go back for four episodes. Just watch one through four and come get your life on five. And if you haven't watched it, if you don't mean to ruin this for you, turn your head, cut the microphone off. Or sorry, the headphones off and get off this podcast because we are about to ruin it for you. Last night got real between Monique and Candace. I was not expecting her to double down. I understand she was really angry and everybody has been there. However, you knew that it was a different kind of anger when she broke free from the producer. That was something yes. different. That was different. When she went out again, she was looking for blood. I mean, that wasn't just, you know, your anger taking over. She really has something. I need to know what it is going on because it's not just that stuff. It has it must have to do with the trainer. There's got to be more infidelity rumors. I don't know what's happening. 100%. But also, I'm like, she's washing her daughter's hair the next day and she didn't even flinch. Didn't, she's like telling the story like she made a cake. Did you think that Chris has a lot I felt like Chris was far more upset than he was even letting on. And I think that the way that she twisted it made it sound like she did kind of nothing wrong. When you actually watch it, that's not the case. I'm very curious how her conversations with Chris went down after he saw the footage. That's what I want to know. I don't I don't think it was when she saw the footage. I think when he, when she got home, because he was like, that's embarrassing. Yeah. And she goes, for who? And he goes, it's embarrassing. Yeah. So I think when she got home, there was like a full breakdown of holy but you also know the person you marry and if your wife tells you i just flicked her hair three times you know you know first and foremost you shouldn't be flicking anybody's hair right because if you're flicking somebody's hair you're knocking and you want me to buck okay mm -hmm. right the second thing is you can't say when my, when the glass flew at me because she didn't throw the glass at you the glass was stuck under wendy's hand, arm for like the first two punches yeah that, so, so it wasn't the wine no 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 it wasn't the wine it was that monique has it out for candace some would say understandably so but she that no come on if you're gonna do it at least just own it i mean that's clearly what happened how what, what was so crazy to me was you can't claim that that's what happened when you then went back to fight her. Uh, come on. That was a very dedicated effort. You tried your hardest. And I have to give it up for Candace because she stood there and she just like, she didn't really fight back that much. She was just like, I can't believe. And you could truly tell that she isn't, that she was embarrassed because I will say something being a victim of something like that. Like I was always embarrassed about, what went down and when it went down in front of who it went down with, because I knew people were, were talking about it. And that's the normal reaction. That reaction Monique had was so crazy. But did you see the previews for next week? I can't like, I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait a whole other week. I don't know what to do. Yes. I saw them. I, I'm freaking out. And by the way, you know, who won this week, by the way, you know, who won, you know, who won the fight? Who? Michael and Ashley, because nobody's talking about the fact that Michael went to that hotel room with a man or a woman. We don't know who it is. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That is, that's the thing about Potomac. There's not just one storyline. There are three epic storylines per episode. That is why it, I'm telling you, do not sleep on Potomac. If you are listening to this and you're figuring out whether or not I should start it, start it. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. I was a late starter and I'm embarrassed to say so. Um, the other thing that I was like so upset about on Potomac yeah was karen's conversation with her husband that was deep that took a lot of strength for her to speak so vulnerably about that oh, i was upset about that too actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> julie, julie doesn't watch and she was really into that storyline last night because you know i really i didn't like the conversation on twitter that was like come on you saw how this season was going you knew that he was going to say that it's like no there's a very big difference between speculating about it but then two hearing him say it out loud and three to the whole world she was mortified that was so intense 
100%. But it's also like, if your husband says, you know, I, I think we lost our mojo or like, I don't feel attracted to you is one thing. Right. But for your partner or spouse to say, I don't think I'm in love with you anymore. And it's so crazy because he fought tooth and nail not to have a therapist. And I think he fought tooth and nail because he knew he would have to be honest. Yeah. I completely And she pushed him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she'll ever be able to recover from that because be, part of being on a reality show is one part, you're mortified that people are seeing this and you're, the other part of you is mortified and also equally as certain that you won't be able to get over it because people are going to judge you for it. Right. Like right. if you went back to your husband after he said that on live on TV, the Bravo people are so hardcore and they're so dedicated to their Bravo liberties that they don't, they aren't afraid to tell you on Twitter exactly how it is. Yes. However, if you're going to do that, there's no better cast to do it. And then Potomac because, uh, Robin and Juan broke up. Now they're back together. Jamal cheated on Giselle with one of his congregants, or according to her dad, six or seven of the congregants. Oh, oh. And they're back together. So it does seem to be a little bit, you know, people seem to be more accepting. I mean, let's look at Ashley and Michael. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Look, look at Ashley and Michael. And by yeah. the way, they all better be getting edible arrangements from Ashley and Michael tomorrow for what they did for their storyline. Cause no one is talking about Michael waking up in a hotel room with another person. Yeah, that was some And when she broke out the postnuptial, I was like this, I can't believe this is all one episode. I was tripping from this edible and I was like, is this real life? What? And the crazy part about it was, because by the way, I know she probably was like, I'm going to hit you with this post now. You know what I mean? Like right. when the camera comes on, I got to hit you with this post now. Right. And we're going to figure it out and we're going to do X, Y, and Z. But I'm like, she already pregnant with her second baby with him. Yeah. She's not, I don't know what's going on there. Mm. It is wild. wild. I don't know what I'm thinking about Salt Lake. I'm so excited. Are you? Yeah. I, I think I'm excited because I feel very free from the fact that you don't have to have any previous knowledge. Sometimes I like to start fresh. You're walking in fresh. Walking in totally fresh. I know nothing other than their social media presence. You're right. I should be more giddy about it. Give it a chance. <laughs> you guys, I love you so much. You. Thank you so much for coming and talk on Just a Zip. Are you kidding? Thanks for having Anytime. us. We would do any anything for you. Just- <laughs> I love you guys. Talk to you soon. Love, love you. you. Thank you. You guys, thanks for listening. And do not forget to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you can follow me at The Lady Sitter and be sure to come back every week for another pour of your favorite celebrity. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.